0: Good morning, morning millennials. millennials. Welcome back to The Toast. Happy Wednesday. It is hump day. So very appropriately, we are sitting here with Bryce, Strice, Jackson, Claude. The four of us are going to be humping all throughout the day. I hope your day looks something like that, honestly.
1: The four of us are back together. It's been, I can't even tell you how long since both Bryce and Strice were on camera with the two of us. And the gang is back together. Nature is healed.
0: Nature is healed. Um, maybe that's a really good segue to one of the things we wanted to talk about at the beginning of today's episode episode. Healed.
1: Healed.
0: What's Come on that? Jackie. Healed. Healed.
1: Healed. <laughs> healed. I healed. I don't know. Yourselves. Yourselves. Oh wow we're gonna just jump right well, in. Well I thought
0: it was like a, a mutual like nod.
1: It was it was a far-reaching segue but i appreciate the segue i actually don't think it was far-reaching at all like
0: i was shocked you didn't know what i was talking about
1: yeah sorry i really didn't know we will address that let's just finish with our introduction okay. before we get into the controversy yeah um another
0: day another controversy
1: happy wednesday we have a great show for you today because we have your toasters mm-hmm. as stated we will be addressing unburdening yourselves
0: we will we will be addressing the controversy
1: three we watched the tell me lies finale finale last night and like I'm so glad that we did because I have so many thoughts (sighs) yeah I I can't believe that it's not a limited series I am like annoyed and that we're waiting for season two to be greenlit it's giving society yeah I think I actually have to read the book because because
0: you're so curious because I'm so
1: curious Mm -hmm. for we dropped an amazing Patreon episode last night so late last night Claude and I came to the studio we snuck on up here with our little Halloween candy it
0: was toast after dark
1: it was toast after dark even the lighting's different we're no makeup it was frightening we posted video and audio and it was the part two of the general Q&A which was questions for me and it was just a grand old time yeah and if you're not already a patron let me tell you what we have on offer for you this month plus everything else we've done done Over the last four years, which, which
0: includes our highlights like the great chili cook off, Jackie learning how to drive, the vlog the, vlog, the mukbang
1: vlog. Like every time we took a trip, stagecoach, Coachella, it's all there. Every podcast, we've answered really every question. But this month, we had Claudia interviewing me, which was last night. Uh, last week, I interviewed Claudia with all the questions that you guys have for her. We had our Taylor Swift cookies attempt, mm-hmm. which was great. The first episode this month was, I don't know. Was it studying for the permit? For the permit test? Was it? I think so.
0: We're getting Jackie ready to get her license. So like, we're really covering all of our bases on Patreon. And if you are a Patreon member, you also get access to the pre sale for my shows, which today we launched two shows in New York that we're going to be filming for a special and a show in Delaware that only Patreon girlies get access to. So... And
1: separately a show in Delaware.
0: And separately a show in Delaware. Yeah, the one in Delaware is not being taped. I was, like, trying to really find a way to announce all three shows without making it seem like the one in Delaware was being taped and no matter how many ways I typed it like it was still confusing was
1: still misleading so let me
0: just say right now like Delaware is gonna be amazing and it will not be recorded
1: but that's not a reason not to go I couldn't agree more yeah um so there's really no reason that you shouldn't join Patreon it's just a great time for the patrons plus Claudia and I are gonna bang some content while she's here some really fun episodes for the month of November so yeah, patreon.com slash the toast.
0: Now let's dive into the controversy. So we're going on quite a few Mondays where we have not done our you know signature segment, Unburden Yourselves. Um, and a lot of people after this week's episode were like writing in the comments and there on had Facebook. Been
1: whispers. There had been YouTube comments. Did I, I miss something?
0: What happened to Unburden? And yes, you are not, you haven't missed anything. Jackie and I haven't done it in a few weeks. At first it was because Mondays recently became like, such long episodes for us. We had house of the dragon recap and then like just the weekend recap. And we would have been going on like two hour episodes and actually our memory card really can only sustain a 90 minute episode. That is the longest we can do daily. And I think that's like, that's enough, you know? Yeah. Um, so that was part of the reason. And I think also Jackie and I were feeling like a little
1: uninspired
0: by the segment.
1: I feel like you were because you felt like it was very similar to Dear Toasters. But yeah, I, I like Unburden Yourselves. I don't think Unburden Yourselves is, is over. I just think we went on hiatus because the last few Mondays were really jam packed. And then we didn't even realize we weren't doing it and neither of us missed it. But now that I'm seeing that there's so much fanfare for it, I guess This has been a really great learning moment because I didn't realize how much you guys loved it. And now with everyone shouting out for it, it makes me feel like I want to do it again. For me,
0: fundamentally, like there is a fundamental issue with the segment in the sense that it either really is too similar to Dear Toasters or we're just talking about poop. Which like, is fun every couple of weeks, but like once a week, like a twenty minute segment on duty, like it's not that fun. That's so not who we
1: want to be, but we can curate better the ones that we choose.
0: We just we also don't get great submissions, like
1: oh, not we, you blaming the audience. No, a lot of the
0: submissions are asking for advice, which is dear toasters. Yeah, or we
1: just feel compelled to give advice. But I don't think we should give up on unburdening ourselves because it's so great, it's so fun to say, and people do need to unburden themselves. Like, let's get back to what the original intent was, which was to take that burden off of people who like have a anxiety and a pit after the weekend
0: okay like m- feel free to fill up the inbox unburden yourselves at gmail.com um i'm not willing to let it go either but i do think changes need to be made okay that's just my my take on the situation
1: i don't disagree
0: but i appreciate the outpouring of fanfare and love and support for unburden yourselves and now that house of the dragon is is over true we do kind of have the space for it
1: we do have i think it's perfect timing Yes. Yeah, so all, life is all about timing you guys
0: ain't that the truth ain't that the truth timing is everything. everything speaking of timing at this time tomorrow thursday 10 a.m eastern time our sorority crew next will have launched relaunched restocked on shopmorningtoast.com we are restocking our iconic, iconic sorority sweaters that everyone has been asking us to restock for quite some time. We finally did it. Pictures will be up on our Instagram. If you have any questions, feel free to drop a DM, drop a comment. It's a big week here at the Morning Toast. Kind of just like mogul, mogul, mogul.
1: We're also attempting to drop something else tomorrow that we, it was a really quick turnaround. Oh yeah. It was we a ha- little special treat. So Keep your eyes peeled on our Instagram. Hopefully we'll be able to announce it today and that we're able to do it in time for tomorrow. It was like an idea that we had this week. So yeah, a little a little something for the mamas. It's a little something for the mamas and I'm really excited about that.
0: Yeah, I forgot about that. Good call. So again, just like mogul, mogul, mogul. Like it's, it's exhausting. But exhausting. somebody's gotta do it.
1: I mean, look at these strice
0: brethren. They're exhausted. They're exhausted. I'm so glad to be podcasting with them yet again. We do have deer toasters today, which really is like one of my favorite things to do. Just interesting to see what goes on in people's lives, you know?
1: Yeah. What's my favorite? I'm like segment?
0: nosy. We don't have that many segments. That's that was part of the reason why we birthed unburden yourselves.
1: Yeah. I guess one of my fav- my favorite, actually my favorite, it's not a segment. Um, my favorite time of the show is the pre fast five, like just catching up with Jackson Claude, um, you know, at I used to tell everyone what I was reading, and now I've been deeply humbled and silenced. No, we talked about it on last night's Patreon, how I'm feeling about all of the commentary about yesterday's episode. discourse. And the book talk, even though, of course, after the Patreon, then all the fans came out for me. Um, But no, it definitely gave me something to think about, and we thought about it last night's episode, so I'm not going to have the same conversation again. But that is my favorite segment, everything that goes down before the Fast Five.
0: A favorite segment of mine is, of course, Kelly's Mindless News, because mm. it really felt like... Uh, like It was just this, like, errant thought I had one time about Kelly Ripa, and then it, like, came to fruition. It turns out, like, I was right, you know? Yeah. Like, and I... One thing about me, I love being right. It's honestly, like, better than anything. There's better than donuts. Like, there's nothing better than being proved right. Um, and actually, it has been a while since we did Kelly's Mindless News, because, um, honestly, I just got fatigued by Kelly. No,
1: and we were adding, like... I just we feel were like our part episode- of the problem. When did our episodes get so long?
0: Okay, we were just talking talking about this offline yesterday. I-, I love
1: it. I'm so here for it, but I feel like we used to be really between like 45 minutes and an hour, and now we're between an hour and an hour, hour 20. 20. Yeah what what what's going on
0: I think it's because we've like expanded the pre-stories chit chat like making it about ourselves because at first I think people really used to tune into the show just to hear like two funny girls thoughts on other things Uh and now like those funny girls have become so beautiful and interesting like I'd actually like to hear about the funny girls themselves as well and they can unburden themselves right uh. I do think that's like the genesis but yes we are like averaging an hour and 15 minutes every single day, which is like so psychotic.
1: Yeah. I think everybody, I mean, I know everyone loves it and we, it's not even like we're trying. It's really. Oh, naturally. Crazy. It's oh
0: naturally. So today's show is going to be long because we have the fast five. We have tell me lies recap and we have deer toasters
1: and we have the Streisand brothers. So you never know when we're going to just be distracted and overcome with Streisand love with
0: emotion. When you like say tell me lies, what do you think?
1: I think of because of you because you always sing. Tell me lies, tell Tell me me lies. I don't even know what
0: that is. I think it's a Fleetwood Mac song that I only know from the Fleetwood Mac episode of Glee.
1: I think of it all the time because of you. I'm not thinking of a song that I know. I think of this tune my sister sings.
0: Tell me lies. Are there like songs? I mean, I know there is for me, but like, what songs come to mind that you only know because of Glee? That are like very well known classic songs, but you hadn't heard of them because you were a child.
1: Uh, bust your windows. Was that an original? No. From Glee? No. I don't think so. It was like early episodes. I
0: bust the windows out, chick. Mine is that always comes to mind is Oh, right beside that red firelight. Yep. Oh, you gonna let it all hang out. That bottom girls, you make the rockin' world go round. Very appropriate. Our fifth and final story today is a lot of um chit chat about the fat phobia. Taylor Swift is being in my opinion, wrongfully accused of.
1: It's actually not the fifth and final. I think oh. it's the second or third. Oh. Fifth and final is a TikTok trend that I want to get your thoughts on that mm. I think will spark interesting debate about Gen Z. Mm, which your favorite. Is my favorite. <laughs> um, I wonder how Gen Z feels about me.
0: I... I think that, like, if they saw you, they'd be obsessed with you. And then if they listen to the podcast, they would hate you. you
1: no, I, that's what I mean. I don't care how they feel about my looks, like, even though it's really nice to no, hear. No,
0: I think they would be like, oh, my God, she's sickening, like, unique. The thing about um Gen Z is, like, they really are looking for, like, not like your standard, sta- your typical standard of beauty. Like, you really are, like, unique looking. Like, you have porcelain skin, red hair. Um, I think they would love you. And you're very naturally beautiful. You don't wear a ton of makeup. Like, I think they, like, from an aesthetic POV, Gen Z would love you. And then, like, when they get on here and here, you're talking about like how Homework is good for them. Like they would hate you.
1: You think that they wouldn't like my POV? No,
0: I like not like at all.
1: Really? And I think, and
0: correct me if I'm wrong. I think like you like kind of look down on Gen Z and think they're no. Dumb. I, I
1: actually not at all. Okay. My perception of Gen Z is very high. Okay. I, like I feel like Gen Z might save us all. Mm. That's how I feel.
0: Okay. Well, maybe now that you've said that. They'll change your minds.
1: Cause I mean, I hadn't really thought about Gen Z and I feel like now they just are lumped in with TikTok, but mm-hmm. like I don't think they're one in the same. They're they're simi- similar. There's overlap. The Venn diagram is definitely crisscrossing. Right. But I remember I once read an article about Gen Z like a few years ago when people are still trying to define them and the references they shared were, you know, modern family, the the sister, not Ariel Winter. Arielle Winter, like her character. She's very like precocious and smart, yeah. level-headed. She thinks her millennial sister is like a big loser. Mm-hmm. And like that was an example they gave of Gen Z. They mm. d- gave a few like pop culture references and I was like, Gen Z. I like There's what hope I, yet. I like what I see okay. in Gen Z. Okay, well, maybe
0: we'll clip this and put it on TikTok so that the kids can see that you have high respect for them.
1: And they always like our TikToks. That's true. That's true.
0: That's so true.
1: So... I'm feeling good about Gen Z. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, that settles up. But not this trend that I saw.
0: Okay. Well, we'll talk about it in the Fast Five that we can get into whenever you're ready. Oh, you know, really quick. I just had like a list of things. Let me just make sure sure I check because we said right before we needed to talk about something. Got it.
1: Got them all. Yep. Five out of five. You're done. I feel like I'm forgetting something, but I guess not. Tell me lies. Tell me sweet little lies. Yeah. I'll get into the Fast Five just because I need to recap. Tell me lies. Okay. So without further a did it did it do, where are you? Bruno loves his auntie. Bruno loves his auntie so much. He's gonna be forlorn when you leave. Honestly, oh. like he's gonna be more upset about your departure than Nolio's. Yeah, of course. No, but like Nolia is his lady love girlfriend. For
0: sure, but like I literally like make sure he gets eat, fed, walk. Like I'm I'm literally his caretaker.
1: I'm like, I'm already sad for him. But
0: I'm not going anywhere. And when
1: I, I when I do leave, I am coming back imminently. Imminently. Okay, fine. So, without now further ado, do to do about the do to do brothers, here are the fast five stories that you need to know.
0: And today's episode is sponsored by Beekeepers Naturals. During cold and flu season, we are doing everything we can to make sure we stay healthy. That's why I've been using the Propolis Immune Support Throat Spray from Beekeepers Naturals because it keeps me in tip-top shape. So the Immune Support Throat Spray, I'm using it nonstop when I'm traveling to support my immune system when it matters most. One thing about me is like I am prone to throat issues. I don't know why, but like I'm always getting like strep, like I'm always getting throat things. And when I travel, obviously my immune system's a little bit down and I'm always getting sick after I travel so traveling with products from beekeepers natural especially while on tour has been a really great little tip for me a little travel tip call me the points girl
1: also a throat spray is everything of the sort and it really is is sickness season right now there's a bunch of things flying around around, and then they sometimes come together Uh, and you need all the immunity support that you can get
0: so propolis is made by bees and it's backed by science it was another great day of saving the bees so bee propolis acts as the bees medicine it can Vitamins, uh, vitamin B's, vitamin C, zinc, and over 300 beneficial compounds and minerals that are amazing for the human immune system. Propolis is the defender of the hive, and bees use it to protect their hive from any bacteria that might harm them. It's basically the hive's immune system. So, medicinal use of propolis dates way back to like 300 BCE in the times of Aristotle. your girly. Aristotle is thought to have coined the word propolis, which means defender of the city, which is like Greek. That's pro, s- give me a word, any word, and I'll show you it is Greek. Propolis. Pro, before, polis, city. Propolis, defender of the city. That was good. Um, that wasn't in my like in my notes. You know, it was just kind of like improv. So Beekeepers Natural products are totally trustworthy. They're made with clean ingredients. They're keto, paleo, gluten-free, natural. They are third-party tested. They have no artificial colors, preservatives, fillers, alcohol, gluten, GMO, pesticides, and refined sugar. So today, Beekeepers Natural is offering you an exclusive offer when you go to beekeepersnaturals.com slash toast, um, or you can just enter code toast to get 25% off your first order that's beekeepers naturals.com slash toast b-e-e-k-e-e-p-e-r-s-n-a-t-u-r-a-l-s dot com slash toast code toast beekeepers naturals products are also available at target whole foods cbs and walgreens you can start feeling better every day today
1: thank you so much mcclardia you're welcome First story, Rihanna has returned to music with a new song for Black Panther Wakanda Forever. One week after rumors started floating that Rihanna would be coming back to music, it has been officially confirmed. Marvel Studios announced that a new song from Rihanna would be out this Friday as part of the Black Panther Wakanda Forever soundtrack. The tweet simply included the looking eyes emoji and the video was simply an R with October 28, 2022. This is obviously very exciting for everyone who's like obsessed with Rihanna's music. I love Rihanna's music. I actually think her
0: last album, Anti, which was um, 400 years ago, is like truly a work of art that just gets better and better and better. However, I have not been waiting with bated breath for Rihanna's music. And I feel like I've said this before. Like, I, I love the mogul era that she's in, like Savage X Fenty, Fenty Beauty. Like, I feel satiated by Rihanna. So, of course, I'm going to listen and enjoy, but I'm not like, finally, like, I feel like a lot of people are. I've, I've been okay without music from Rihanna.
1: I've been okay just because it's not what she wants to be doing. So I'm going to be okay with that. But I think there is something missing in. Culture. The landscape. And that's Rihanna. And so if she wants to come back to us, I think it's best for everyone.
0: On the count of three, let's say the best Rihanna song, okay?
1: Oh, Spotify okay never mind.
0: I then I just wanted to say then you just wanted to say yours okay bitch better have my money oh so because you know what a bitch better have my fucking money oh, so good and like the way she just like like obviously when I say it it doesn't like feel like like cool but like when Rihanna says it, it's like no no seriously a bitch better have her fucking money you know yeah like I'm like if I'm that bitch I'm quaking you know because she's so Sick. sickening sickening I'm I'm really thrilled that really is such a good song was that uh, that was like part of like, in my opinion, her musical peak, which was her most recent album. Was that song on the most recent album, or was it just a single? Like, a DJ Khaled moment?
1: I remember it as a single, but maybe it was part of a larger album. I feel like it was part of the album because she was, like, doing a lot of music videos at yeah. the time. Oh, my God, actually. But I know, feel like her musical peak, not, like, I feel like she, there is no peak. Like, she's kept ascending. She's still at the top, and, like, we're waiting to hear what's next.
0: You know it's like, a really close runner-up to the best song? Hmm.
1: For five seconds from wildin
0: honestly that song was a cult. oh it's kanye mm-hmm. okay i'm still gonna listen to it that song is so good
1: oh how do you feel about still listening to his music
0: <sighs> to be honest i really haven't been like into kanye's music for like quite some time so like i'm not like on honestly though the only album from kanye that like i i love is the life of pablo mm-hmm. um I know like his work before that is some of like the most critically acclaimed. Honestly, I don't really (laughs) fuck with it. And then the work after like the, Christ stuff like I was into it for like a second but like honestly like I, I never listened to it I don't think I ever listened to like that album in full the only album that like I really loved was T-Lop the life of Pablo but even then like I don't really listen to it that much every now and then I'll remember the song ultra light beam and then I'll sing it so like I think I'll still do that yeah it obviously won't hit the same but four or five seconds um is such a sickening unbelievable song I think it's one of the best songs released in our generation like it's so different you know yeah. and the music video was gorgeous I will be still fucking with that song I'm sorry and you know what I can yeah, you can. You can do whatever you want. Honestly, like me being forced to stop doing the things I enjoy, that's anti-Semitic.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, and then you're just suffering more. Right, no, then and like ha- people suffer Haven't more. my people suffered enough? But the problem for me is like on principle, um I sure if I wanted to listen to a Kanye song, I would listen to a Kanye song, but it would just like remind me. But you can't really enjoy it. And I would just be like thinking about like global anti-Semitism. I just feel sick to my stomach. No. I'm, like, I'm just trying to enjoy my workout or something, you know? Like yeah. I'm not trying to that's how I feel about like that So it's not necessarily like the crime itself. That it's like, oh, i am never been the this feeling. music. It's a, the feeling and like the reminder of the issues. And it's like, I don't want to be reminded of the issues right when now. When I'm just trying
0: to bop to this bop. When I'm
1: just trying to glam myself for a fun night out. Okay, like, but you know what?
0: For me, like the best song of the part of the four or five seconds, like is Rihanna's part. So like, maybe I just won't listen to the first verse, which is Kanye. Woke then, like, up, being but, up to But if this. you're cutting it
1: out, then you're like reminding yourself again.
0: You know? I just feel like you don't want to find a solution, like, for real. Like, you're yucking all of my yums. Am I? Yeah. I said, do whatever you want. No, you said, well, here's the problem with you still listening to it. Here's the problem with you cutting it out. I didn't
1: say the problem with you still listening to it. I said the problem for me. No, and
0: by the way, I probably have the same experience, but, like, whatever. Yeah. But I could still, I'm still woman enough to admit that four or five seconds is the greatest song of all time.
1: Yeah, sure. Yeah. I don't know about like of all time of the last like fifteen years. The climbs out there, <laughs> but uh, oh, sorry,
0: toast is out there. Mm.
1: Silly me. But yeah, no, I don't. It's it's good stuff. Anyway, what was the story? Rihanna Friday. Oh yeah, okay, this, Friday. I, but I just want to say, I am sure the song will be amazing, and yeah. it also has to be. It has to be. There is so much
0: pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just been really like a sickening kind of week for music. We've got it, Rihanna, we've got Taylor. Megan Trainor's new album came out. Um, so did Carly Rae Jepson's, and they both came out the same night as Taylor Swift's, so which just kind of sucks. Like two pop girls who I think are both like super underrated. Um, Megan Trainor's in like this comeback era, and it's like mostly from TikTok. And the music, I was telling you about this when we were in your kitchen. The music she's been releasing is so fire. It's so good. She's really like a very talented songwriter. She is. And I love this comeback era for her. And like, I do wish she chose a different date because we'd all be talking about her album more. Yeah. And then Carly Rae Jepsen, there's actually like the, what do they call themselves? I think they, I saw, I might be wrong about this. I saw something on TikTok that the Carly Rae Jepsen fans call themselves Ray, R-A-E, racists.
1: No. Like
0: maybe it was one person making a joke, but like, is that what the fandom calls themselves? I thought it was Carly extremely Ray toxic. Jepsen. Fandom name.
1: What does Carly Rae Jepsen call her fans?
0: Jepsies. Okay. Well, somebody called themselves a racist, which I thought was very unique. However, she also released her album and there's like a huge movement like to get Carly Rae Jepsen the respect she so rightly deserves. And she was overshadowed overshadowed by Taylor Swift, but she has a song going viral and I'm really happy for her. What happened was we reached the moon. But lost in space, I think we got there all too soon. I'm coming back for you, baby. I'm coming back for you. And now people are really kind of opening themselves up to the world of Carly Rae.
1: Great. I'm happy for them. But like, welcome to 2012. Right. Like if you. um, And you missed her previous albums, which were Fire, Flame. So back it up. Listen to those.
0: Cut to the feeling like. Is one of the best songs of all time.
1: Yeah, no, but even her first album, mm-hmm. all those songs are amazing.
0: Yeah, is that oh, really, 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 no, that's really, her second really second album?
1: And that song's annoying.
0: Beyond.
1: Uh, yeah, it's always the annoying ones that they that go play. viral. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, hello, call me maybe.
1: Uh No, that's actually a really good song sonically. Sonically, it became annoying because everyone kept playing it. But even if you heard it today, like you couldn't help but tap your foot. Uh,
0: yeah, Um, but I'm also not someone who's no, like.
1: A- it's like I knew you were trouble. That's like what.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's, like, sonically a good song, but, like, if I hear it, I have to jump off a bridge.
1: (laughs) You know? Yeah. Are you ready for our next story?
0: I really am.
1: James Corden has addressed Balthazar Gate Mm -hmm. on his show, saying his wife's food allergy was the reason for his rude comment at the New York City restaurant. So she's... Allergic to yellows of eggs. Whites but, of eggs. But not the yellows. But not the yellows. Okay. In his monologue- Sure, James. Uh, on the Late Late Show, he alleged that his wife was given food she was allergic to and he recounted the series of events. He said, quote, so we sit down, we ordered, and my wife explained that she has a serious food allergy. So when everybody's meals came, my wife was given the food that she was allergic to, but she hadn't taken a bite of it or anything, no worries. We sent it back, all was good. When it came back wrong more than once, he said- Quote, in the heat of the moment, I made a sarcastic, rude comment about cooking it myself. It is a comment I deeply regret. I understand the difficulties of being a server. I work shifts at restaurants for years. I have such respect and I value anyone that does such a job. And the team at that restaurant are so great. That's why I love it there. He thought the matter was over after the staff brought out champagne as an apology. He said I've been walking around thinking that I hadn't done anything wrong, right? But the truth is I made a rude comment and it was wrong. It was an unnecessary comment. It was ungracious to the server. It's also an unnecessary comment coming from like a different like he's in the position of power, not only
0: because he's the customer but because he's like deeply famous. Um and one thing about me is like in the last week I've become extremely untrustworthy of James Corden. Like, I'm just, like, not buying anything he says. Really? I feel like that most previous interview he did where he was, like, really dismissive of the whole thing, but now he's addressing it. Like, he's been a little all over the place. What, and I just feel like we don't know the real James Corden. What, okay,
1: yes, but what part of this do you think he's lying about? Because if he tells anything untrue, you know Keith is gonna take to Instagram.
0: I want a doctor to tell me if it's possible to be allergic to yolk, to be allergic to egg white but not yolk yeah google doesn't count so
1: no 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 i saw like it is possible and that and and that's why for some reason um some people can't get certain vaccines there's something about like Mm. this egg allergy
0: oh okay maybe it is i think it's
1: a real thing can you be allergic to egg white only allergy to egg whites is most common even though both yolks and whites can contain proteins that cause allergies allergy to egg whites is most common Okay, well, Again, that's that. I don't think at this state at at this point, and he's finally addressing it. I don't think he would tell a lie.
0: Okay, but also like he uh, might put on a mask. I think that this is the situation where it's like my truth versus your truth, because maybe that is how James Corden saw it, and like I can imagine like him thinking he made like a like a offhand remark was actually really fucking rude. Yeah,
1: no, I think some people have no self awareness. Doesn't mm-hmm. even realize like he's James Corden. This mm-hmm. person is like there's a power imbalance and I could see how he like said something snarky that came off much ruder than he intended and now we're in this situation I but I like I think that that this version of events like
0: really genuinely might be might be his truth
1: but what what about what he's saying doesn't line up with what Keith said the sequence of events are the same, but, like, how
0: he perceived what he said and how he acted, I imagine it was much worse. You
1: think? Mm-hmm. But the comment, no matter how you, whatever. Because to- celebrities
0: just, ge- in general, tend to be
1: out of touch. And I feel like now we've kind of gotten confirmation, like, James Corden's, like, kind of a dick. Yes, yes, yes. But just, I mean, we want to talk about this specific incident. Because, like, literally, low-key, this whole thing is, like, ruining his life. No, it's not. No, like, and, I mean, people already disliked him, so I think, like, they're happy too. Continue now, yeah, but it the comment devoid of tone, like because it could have been said in one way or another, was I should just go and cook the food myself, yeah, and that's really what made him to Keith McNally the most abusive customer he's ever. Right? Well, he could
0: have. Well, that's the thing. It's like did he say, man, I guess I should just cook this myself, or. I should bloody get in the kitchen and cook this myself. Right. You know, like tone intonation, like it's important. And I could just see him being like rude about it. Like, and I don't think that like Keith McNally would just make some shit up, even though genuinely I know nothing about him. Right. (laughs) Yeah. No, the thing is the thing for me, like I'm just basing this off of like how I can see the interaction going. And like, I could see him being rude.
1: Yeah, no, I'm sure that he was not kind. And he said like, it wasn't nice. And he is sorry. Cool. It's just really crazy that this has become like a worldwide story when you boil it down to one comment. I should go and cook it myself. One comment that we know of. But Keith would tell us if there were others. No, like at different restaurants. Oh, right, right, right. No, but this story in particular is about the I should go and cook it myself.
0: No, I just think like overall it's a part of the story where it's like we're peeling back the layers of James Corden.
1: Yeah, well, that's a separate story. Yeah. But
0: I just feel like this james Corden like from here on out like really needs to act right because everyone's going to be looking for a, like a situation uh-huh. to expose him because uh-huh. we feel he's like got to be
1: the nicest man in hollywood right
0: because we feel like there's something off and we need to get proof and like people are going to be looking for that proof so he has to give people nothing he needs yeah. to be the kindest nicest most generous and gracious man in all of los angeles
1: and he shouldn't leave his house never no stay inside james yeah he's on thin ice truly So I guess that's the end of Balthazar gate for James Corden. Now that he's addressed it.
0: Yeah. He he had to say something because if he didn't, it would really be like, oh, he just is like that.
1: Yeah. So now I guess we've been given.
0: But you still think he's like that. I've been given pause. I'm like, let me see if something else happens, you know? Mm -hmm. to fully confirm
1: right because someone can have a bad moment and I just want to say I'm not
0: really one of these people who like despises James Corden no like the internet really hates him they think every time he enters a project he ruins the project I actually like him I think that like his show is the best of all the crap that's on at late night I think he's actually funny and has good relationships with celebrities and like is a good interviewer in the segments I'm sure they're not like his ideas but I think his show is good like I, I don't really even dislike him yeah so I'm not like just saying that because I hate him and he's ruining the wicked movie you know
1: I agree. I agree. Are you ready for our next story? Yes, ma'am. A little more controversy. Mm. Taylor Swift has been accused of fat phobia, prompting others to defend her message. So Taylor on Friday released a video for Antihero, the first single off her album Midnights, and the video quickly stirred controversy due to a scene in which the singer stands on a scale that reads fat. Many people on social media have accused the singer of fat phobia. The backlash has also resulted in other voices coming to her defense, many of whom cite Swift's past struggles with an eating disorder. So in the video, she steps on the scale
0: and... Let me just paint a picture for those who don't know. The concept of the music video is like the things that keep you up at night. Mm -hmm. And clearly a big part of Taylor's, you know, anxiety and things that keep her up at night, is her weight, her physical appearance. So there's kind of like this green monster on her shoulder who makes her get on the scale. She looks down at the scale, and instead of saying a number, it just says fat. And then, like, the green monster goes, like, tsk, tsk, tsk. Right. So that's the concept that's of the, the video.
1: Yeah. And so people are saying... Um, like, oh, Taylor's worst fear keeping her up at night is being fat, but I'm fat. Is fat bad? Um, here are, And then also... People saying, sho- uh, this is Dr. Charlotte Ord. Shocking that no one involved in the making of Taylor Swift's music video realized how harmful it is to use the word fat on a weighing scale to illustrate her battle with an ED. Just thinking about the impact on her young fans of all body sizes, hashtag fatphobia. Okay, Another like, person isn't. It is possible to appreciate Taylor Swift in Midnight as an artist and call her out on her blatant fatphobia. Taylor Swift should have done better because even if it is relatable and an intrusive thought, it is damaging and fatphobic. Listen to fat people when they tell you it is.
0: Okay, well, I'm a fat person and everyone's gonna listen to- me okay uh I literally don't care like I just don't care and this is not because I'm a Taylor apologist I feel like I'm actually when it comes to Taylor like I feel like I'm pretty rational am I not like if this if this if some if I saw something that like like rubbed me the wrong way like I probably would say something about it I'd be like low-key and like I'd like tiptoe around it but I would say it I saw this I didn't even think anything of it and then there's like backlash and I'm like oh my god what now and I'm looking into it and I really haven't seen an argument compelling enough for me to believe that like she did anything wrong um I think it's not like the whole point of an eating disorder like anorexia or bulimia. is like you're so fucking fearful of being overweight that you take these extreme measures that like fuck with your mental health and your physical health just so you could be anything but fat. And this music video is about Taylor. It's about Taylor's life, Taylor's thoughts, Taylor's experience, and that is her experience. So you putting your shit on that is like irrelevant in my opinion.
1: I agree. I Like it wouldn't have ever sh- crossed my mind that this would be... An issue for people, though, now seeing, you know, everybody's hot takes, um, I'm not surprised. Yeah. And I want to say something that's, like, deeply
0: problematic. And honestly, like, you you you. could call me fatphobic after I say that.
1: I love that for you.
0: But I am a person who has been fat. I've been thin, not in a long time, but I've been there. Um, So I'm not unfamiliar with the territory that comes with weight and what it does to your health, physical, mental. And I just... I think it's worth saying, and like, I don't know if I'm a part of the problem, but like I don't want to be fat. Like, I don't like the way I look. I don't like the way I feel. I don't like the way it limits my mobility, my ability to run around and play with rolled. Like, I think it, I find it very limiting and I personally
1: don't want to be fat. So I can relate to that sentiment. Is that crazy? Not crazy at all. I think that's very rational. I think that's something that like, and I'm not no saying one... that
0: being fat is bad. But personally, I don't want to be fat.
1: Yeah, no, but I don't think that's like a personally to you thing, you know. Like, I don't think what you're saying is is so crazy. I think there are, but I obvious think there's there, downsides, like and 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 health implications. I think that there are people who it's not just about like
0: how you look. It's it's. But I think this is like a a. For me, it's a lot about how I look. If I'm being honest, for sure, like, but. Okay. It, it just is. Um, I think like in the fat community, there's like two ways of thinking. I think there are people like who are fat and like are learning to live with it, even though they don't want to be because they're just limited in their ability to lose weight, whether it's whatever reason. And then there are people who are confident in that and, and are healthy with it and like cool with it. And I'm really happy for those people. Like I really am, but like that's, that shouldn't be required of, of all fat people. Like I don't want to be fat, And so I think it's great that there's a part of the community that empowers themselves to love themselves. But I, I can't and I don't want to. So like, I think that's valid too. Yeah. I really do. But I think it's important to respect each other's thoughts. Like I respect, you want to stay how you are and you love it. Love that for you, girly. Keep going. You're stunning. Someone else, you hate the way you look and it's because of your weight and you want to lose weight. You know what? I love that too, girly. I'll go to the gym with you. You know what I mean? Like I just think both uh, Povs are valid, and I think the one about like not liking being fat, it's a- often criticized, and like those people are silenced and like con- called fat phobic
1: for sure. So I think what critics would say is like, well, t- what, how, like Taylor's not fat; she's not been fat, so is she allowed um, to have her feel like? Well, Taylor is
0: a human being, so she's allowed to feel. Right. Um, Taylor's also but a human there's a, being. There's
1: the in general, everyone like when we're talking about any a certain sort of, group, is, a certain issue or a certain group will say, well, you're not this. So you're you supposed can't to say. listen to the right. person
0: from that group. Yeah. Well, Taylor has been very open about her years long struggle with an eating disorder. I mean, you can look at pictures of her and see there was a really long period where she was clearly underweight and really unhealthy. And that's not a physical thing. That's like a mental thing. So, just because she's not fat enough for you doesn't mean she's not entitled to like body dysmorphia or body thoughts about her own body. Right. Just because it's not valid to you doesn't mean it's not valid to her. And just because you think your situation is worse or more relevant doesn't mean that this human being going through an experience doesn't exist and isn't valid. Like, I don't agree with that at all. Yeah. I don't. Oh, and keep in mind, she's also like a woman in the media. So she has 10 times more fucked up problems about her body than we do because we don't get paparazzi and called you know pregnant on the internet, you know? Yeah. Well, some of us do, but you know what I mean? Like she's still a human being. Like she still is valid in her life experience and her thoughts. And just because you don't see how it could be, because if that was me, I wouldn't have, if I was Taylor, wouldn't have a single body problem and be walking around naked. It's still, it's still invalidating her experience. That's fucking rude. Like it's rude. So I guess that's my thoughts.
1: I appreciate that. You said the women
0: of the view were defending Taylor. Do you know yes. what they said? I was just curious. Cause Um, I feel like they would have been like pile on. Yeah, for
1: sure. I'll pull up what they said there. I'm just um, curious. Overall message. They said that the critics missed the point. So they came to her defense with, for engaging with deeply personal body image issues. Sunny said they missed the point for someone who's an artist. She gets to have agency over her artistry. She was describing a personal experience. Right. And quite frankly, it's a personal experience. A lot of women experience. Uh, no, no matter what they look like, by the way. No matter how much they weigh. Yeah, I've experienced it. And men, you get on the scale and you're a perfectly normal weight. And all you see is fat. All mm-hmm. you see is, oh my gosh, I'm five pounds heavier than I should be. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I, I'm just not going to get all bent out of shape over this. And I, like, I think... Also, and this is, I think, a problem in pop culture, but specifically like in the Swifty fandom, um, the stock we put in in other people like I saw and I was the reason why it reminded me that we should talk about this because I was just scrolling TikTok and I'm very much on the Swift side of TikTok. And somebody posted that the music video that she the version she had uploaded to not YouTube, but like another platform had this part taken out. Like she's obviously in the process of taking it out. Um, and someone was like, I'm so glad she did this. Like it's ruined my week. I was so disappointed. I've been crying all week. And it's like, well, that's another problem. Like really as human beings, like we need to, do less when it comes to like the people that we follow and engage and are fans of. And like, I'm a huge Taylor Swift fan. And like, if she said something that I really hated and disagreed with, like, I don't think I would for a week be upset and be crying about it. Like I would be annoyed for sure. And I'd love to talk about it on the podcast, but I wouldn't, I think we all collectively like we need to calm down and stop putting so much stake in other people. It's really not healthy. Like imagine if the stake that like, and the energy like we put into Taylor, like we put into ourselves too. Like it's so toxic, this way of like- that we actually know
1: right or like our family like your local heroes what about a teacher you know yeah no
0: I just think like in general the amount of energy and like focus and attention and emotions like fans put into their favorite celebrities that like if and when that favorite celebrity does something that they don't necessarily love the way it destroys them like that's really unhealthy it really is not normal and I feel like that's a huge takeaway from this whole thing for me
1: yeah yeah Agreed. Agreed. I think facts were were spoken. Yeah. I just feel like
0: we've gotten to a point where, like, sorry. No, this is just my conclusion because I don't want people to take anything I said out of context because I'm still thinking it through as I'm speaking it. Yes. So I just, I just want my major takeaway to be: I feel like we've gotten to a place where, like, if you're overweight by society standards, um, you have to like accept it. And I, as a fat person, don't accept that. Like, I I feel like if you're overweight and you want to lose weight, like, that is valid and that's okay. And that's part of the reason why, like, since I've been losing weight, like, I don't even really want to talk about it because it's like, I'm, like, a betraying my fat people. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. No, and every time we talk about it. I get, like, the, shit for it yeah. and, like, I'm just not in the mood. So, like, I'm still working through my thoughts, so I'm really not, I'm not trying to upset anyone because I feel like this is, like, a triggering topic, but... I just think like everyone's experience is valid and wanting to lose weight is a valid experience. It is. It's just as valid as everyone else. And I feel like we got to a place where like you're like the villain if you want to lose weight. Yeah. So that's my thoughts.
1: Great. Thank you. For and I've always them. felt
0: that way. Like at my highest lowest, like I've never really I, I work on getting comfortable in my own skin because mm-hmm. I love to be a confident girly. But no matter how much I weigh, because I could see people being like, "Well, you've recently lost weight, so that's why you're saying this." No, even at my highest and my happiest, I still wanted to lose weight. Yeah. So this is not like a new thing. I just want to say. Yeah. Now I'm done. You can turn your iPad back on. You keep turning it on and turning it off.
1: You know, I'm. Um, I i do not mind turning it off. The next story is far less interesting. <laughs> um, just something that you said made me want to ask you a question, but yeah, now I've. Uh, I've lost it. I did say so many
0: interesting things. You did. So I can imagine there's tons of questions.
1: <laughs> okay, next story. The boys are being so good, by the way. The Strice Brethren, because they love the Toast and they respect their mommies.
0: They do. They respect women who work. Working women. They do.
1: Next up, Bachelor in Paradise alums, Kaitlyn Miller-Keys and Dean Unglert are engaged. I'm
0: really? That was like the last, I think, like season of The Bachelor I watched, like that Bachelor in Paradise. And it was really good and I was really happy for them and they like proved everyone wrong. And now they're engaged. I thought they would always, they're kind of like alternative, like they yeah. live off the grid. I thought they would be together forever and never like, you know, give into to the patriarchy and get married.
1: But I love this for them. I love this for them. I feel like they are the, perfect example obviously you don't know what goes on behind closed doors mm-hmm. of compromise you know yeah. and she really adapted to his lifestyle yep. I feel like he changed a lot for her. for her and you their relationship seems really beautiful and they've built this life for themselves that's a blend of both of their Agreed. extremely different personalities she's like very social she's a go- pageant girl yeah and right he
0: lived in off a van. the grid on the van you know showering once a week and like she did it she got in the van and she went and then they came back and she went they went to parties and that was for her like they really do you're right it's like a perfect blend of two different people making a life
1: together and making it work right and I feel like even in their content and in their jobs they're both influencers who are travel influencers mm-hmm. and so they're still doing what he likes to do which is exploring and seeing the world but maybe you know in a hotel for right. her as opposed to the van right but they go on all these nature walks and it's really really nice I So agree. to see that they got engaged is really beautiful they haven't confirmed it yet but a source has confirmed to people that they are I think it's nice I'm really happy for them I'm really happy for them too
0: I was really rooting for them on that show like I still get all bent out of shape when like Blake was sharing those text messages you know that was like an iconic story season of bachelor in paradise it really was one of the last good ones these
1: two have come out on top you love to see it love wins it really does love wins so just a reminder of the good old days of bachelor because i like when i see every morning like bachelor in paradise is on right now did you know four hours a week
0: (sighs) (sighs) woof I just never thought, you know, The Bachelor used to be like the center of our brand, the center of our universe, the center of the universe. And I just never thought there would be a day where like it wasn't the most relevant show on TV. And then almost just like overnight, it became relevant. Yeah. And I don't even know if I, if I had to blame one season or one person. It, it wasn't even a moment in time. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm trying to think back. I feel like a lot of people stopped watching after Matt's season
1: with all the drama with
0: Chris Harrison Harrison. because people were watching for Chris. But I think even before that, like they were flailing like with Claire, like it was so chaotic. Yeah. And now, to me, the show might as well be off air. Like, that's how irrelevant it is. I
1: wish I could see what the ratings are, but I don't understand ratings charts. And I think they they that's do that intentionally so that we don't know what's popular. So that we don't know, like, that literally nobody watches cable. Yes, yeah, so they're suppressing information. Totally. Not to sound crazy or anything. No, no, no. no. Like, it's, why can't you just tell me, like, in, it's play, intentionally in layman's terms, not 18 to 35 and 0. 0.41. 0. Right? Yeah. Anyways, happy for Dean and Kaylin. Yeah. Are you ready for our fifth and final story?
0: The final story. It's the final story. Theo, I love you, and I love the Bruno Boys. And that's my crunchy Theo.
1: So crunchy. He has a nice
0: belly for drums,
1: listen. <laughs> He's like, get the fuck off. No, it's not hurting him. My hands are very dainty and small. They're so gorgeous. I missed the final story song. Me too. That because I lost my triangle. Do you have your triangle here? I have it somewhere in the house, but that was went away with the remote episodes. You know how could we have done? We can't it?
0: sing together. Yeah, so I guess we should make the most of our remaining episodes together, which we have quite a few of. Don't worry, you guys. Um, and we should keep singing. Keep singing. I'll find the triangle.
1: Our fifth and final story is Gen Z's latest beauty trend.
0: Okay, wait. Let me think. Because I like I'm, I'm, I'm up with the trends. What is it?
1: Crying makeup. This one's for the sad girls crying is now a makeup trend. According to TikTokers, looking like you're on the verge of tears actually makes some people look better and you don't have to get emotional to achieve the look. Last week, makeup artist Zoe Kim Keneally posted a now viral TikTok directed at the Unstable Girlies showing how to achieve a sorrowful look through makeup. In the clip, which has been viewed almost three million times, she creates a redness around her eyes, nose, and cheeks using powder and makes her eyes look teary with liquid glitter eye shadow. To finish, she smudges the lips with a combination of color and gloss, then adds some glittery gel on her face to imitate tears. Okay, can
0: I say something? Like, not to be, like, so... I feel like this actually might be something like you would say, like, when you're being, like, you know... Contrarian. The, no, when you're being, like, the kid who tells the teacher, like, there's a pop quiz. And this is just like a silly trend. So like maybe I'm looking too much into it. But I feel like isn't this like literally the definition of like glamorizing like sadness and tragedy? Like I feel like shouldn't we be encouraging kids to like reach out for help and like to talk about their feelings and not like become obsessed with being sad? Like maybe I'm really looking too much into this. No, no, you're not.
1: This is disturbing trend. Right? Like Like, again, being sad is not a state that we want to remain in no and it's like of course
0: it's a part of life but like to glamorize the low parts of life and encourage young people to stay in that thing sadness whereas like shouldn't you know as older people and just like people who've lived shouldn't we be encouraging the young generation like yeah sadness is a part of life like there's nothing you can do to avoid it but like lean on your friends and family talk to someone go to a counselor like it
1: gets better right like this is like Kind of weird. No, I, I'm. I find it disturbing. because okay. it's not even just like if you're feeling sad, do you wear your makeup sad, and feel better. No, no, it's not even if you're feeling sad, wear sad makeup and make looking sad is nice. It's like well, also happy people will now start to look sad, and that's and that's just like the vibe. And I feel like hopefully Gen Z turned off the podcast at this point because it got a little uh-huh. long. But I feel like the zeitgeist is so sad. Like you, you look at the music that kids are listening to, and it's so depressing. Everything is depressing, and everything is just like okay. But in defense of Gen Z, the music. We were listening Sorry, to not just Gen Z. I, cause I think it's millennial music too. We're all listening to the same music, the music on the radio. It's just like, it's of course people experience sadness. You write about sad things, but I feel like no one wants to find an exit strategy for their sadness. Like we're all wallowing here and I think that's a, a not a great thing. I think we should strive for happiness. Yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, sadness can't be avoided sometimes, but we don't need to stay here. No, I agree. It's it's and and when if all the music sad. you're listening, like if you're a um, neutral, if you're feeling neutrally not happy nor sad, but all of the music on the radio and and your playlist that your friends are sharing with you is all like this music that's bringing you down. In turn, you you will be brought down. You will be brought down.
0: Yeah, no. I think, like, there's definitely, and it's a generational thing. I feel like the younger kids are just, like, leaning into, like, sadness and sorrow and, like, blues. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's weird. But then I also think about, like, when we were kids, like you know, we were listening like tonight will be the night that I will fall for you. Like really emo. Like we were like the emo music, how to save a life. Like I know, kill me.
1: I I mean, maybe, you know, older people were like, these kids are so emotional right, sure, right. with the emo, <laughs> but, but separately, the kids are not okay. And like, you see statistics about how kids are doing right now. And like, right, especially with social media, like suicide leading to depression. rates and yeah. like, uh, kids feeling alienated and like, especially girls and what yeah. they got, especially with the pandemic. And it's like, we need to be helping them out of no, this that's really with true. the culture. Like I, I forgot watched, about that. I no,
0: forgot that they're growing up in the digital age. And you forgot
1: like the reality of what's happening on the ground. And right, how- the social
0: dilemma. that docu- Those statistics about like young girls on social media, like comparing themselves and like, I think is what was it? It was like one in 10 like young teen, no, I'm not going to botch a statistic, but it was like a suicide statistic, more more affecting teenage girls because on social media, they're constantly comparing themselves to others. Um And it's like, the kids are not okay. And it's because social media plays a huge part in like the destruction of their mental health.
1: Right, and I feel like it should be the role of Hollywood and and influences and influencers to help the kids, you know? Yeah, and like be positive influences. Yeah, and there's no real positive influences for positivity.
0: There is, JoJo Siwa. And she's Gen Z? She's gonna, she might save the kids. I don't know what the content
1: she's putting out is.
0: She's just always dancing with bows in her hair and rainbows on her face and sparkling and looking cute and running around and only hanging out with like appropriate influencers. She doesn't do anything nefarious, nothing sexy. Like she is literally the, to a T, a good role model. Like actually, I'm actually, I think often about how I'm happy for the kids
1: that they have JoJo. Okay, but we need more people. Of course. Also like older people and, and no offense to JoJo like I love what you feel like I hope yeah. you're a chain smoking cigarettes <laughs> on the nightly. we need cooler people too
0: I'm sorry actually Jojo was is, is is becoming pretty cool she's not what you think she is I mean she's an adult she's in a relationship now she came out like she's much more grown she still dances around like a teenager with sparkles in her hair but um she's not the Jojo that you remember she's really evolved in the last two years I think she turned 18 like she's more mature. She's still not, like, overly mature. She's still, like, an age-appropriate role model for, like, teenagers and young prepubescent teens. But she's getting cooler. She wears Gucci, like, a lot.
1: Well, then, She, wears a, super she actually cool. wears, like,
0: a ton of Gucci. That's pretty
1: she's cool. She's so rich, too. Pretty cool. Look into JoJo. You're going to like what you see. Okay, but we need more JoJo's. You know, right yes, of course. influence is overwhelmingly videos. depressing. No, it's and, videos and, of themselves crying. And like, there's obviously, like there's nothing wrong with, you know, going through a bad period. Of course I mean, not. Depression, it's life. Anxiety. But I, I feel like we should be helping the kids to come out of it. Right. Not no. to meet them where they are. To understand that say, it's a part of life. It's not
0: life. It's just a part of right. life. Yeah. No, I agree. So that's a weird trend for sure. Like I would, I raise my eyebrows at it as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Especially, like, I mean, I guess I look kind of cute when I cry. Like, I look
0: busted. You know how
1: everyone, like, takes pictures of themselves when they cry? Which is
0: such a weird thing. Like, I definitely do it sometimes, but yeah. It's
1: such a weird thing. I I I definitely do it sometimes. For sure. Like, I'm just curious what I look like. (laughs) There's, There's definitely, like, a psychological
0: study on, like, why people do that. Yeah. It's really weird. Yeah. Then, like, also, like, people video themselves. Like, they just leave their phone in the corner when they're having, like, a true fucking mental breakdown. And like that is like a little weird to me, honestly. Like I just saw a video like of a she went viral and like people were reaching out like you're gonna be fine. She had like a full blown mental breakdown. Like her boyfriend was like you know calming her down, rubbing her back, like saying positive words to her. They filmed it. Yeah, and they filmed it. And like at first the comments were like oh my that's so sweet, he's such a good boyfriend. And then like a couple people, and then it became like a thing. It's like so you're having this like mental fucking breakdown. Like what possessed you to like prop your phone up and put the light on to like get a video? Like it it was bizarre.
1: Yeah, and then and then it makes me feel like that wasn't a
0: genuine breakdown.
1: Wait, and not even just prop your phone up. Like maybe you want to watch back one day mm-hmm. like remember this dark place that you were in but then also post posting it. it yeah no it's and also post. I just
0: don't know where to draw the line between like being genuine and authentic and transparent on the internet but then also like being a little contrived
1: being a little contrived and also like I do think that there are things that should be for yourself uh, I agree with that completely
0: um so those were the past five let's dive into our tv recap because I know you're dying to talk about tell me lies and it is brought to you by match the dating app do you Let me ask you a question, Jackie. Sorry. Do you, do you, I do, do me. Match the dating app is pretty hot and bothered about this topic because understandably it's a juicy one. Match believes that the most important relationship you have is with yourself. So in a world where you can choose to do anything or anyone, choose yourself first because dating someone who knows what they want and won't settle for less, that is sexy as hell. So... If you're over some of the men in your life who are just like not, or women, sorry, not me being heteronormative. If you're over like the people in your life who are either not treating you right, not a good match, not compatible, whatever the reason is, here are some alternatives for people who really just might be more beneficial to your life. Like you can be with your own best, you could be your own best friend. You know, who's better than me? Should I go on a date with Smelly Joe or should I go on a date with me? With McClardia. With McClardia. So you can take yourself out to dinner, take yourself home. If the conversation isn't stimulating, you can stimulate yourself. If they're the ghosting type, be your own boo. Their boring stories don't have an off switch or three different intensity settings. If they're only hot and you're only bothered, make yourself hot and bothered. So if you do you, you already know the best relationships show up when you show up for yourself first. There's never been a better time to try Match. Download the Match app, Today. I know we have a ton of listeners and just people I know in my life who've had so much success with the Match app. And I love that Match really encourages you guys to like I, I feel really strongly like you shouldn't put yourself out there unless like you are comfortable with yourself. And that means like really knowing who you are, what you want, and like taking care of yourself first. And Match totally endorses that. So before you get on Match and start meeting great people, make sure that like you yourself are in the right place and like you feel like you're at a, you know, a point in your life where you can really give yourself to someone. Cause if you can't love yourself, in the words of RuPaul,
1: how the hell are you going to love
0: anybody else? Thank you, McLardia.
1: Um Tell Me Lies. Okay, yes. this segment will be full of spoilers of the season finale and the whole season starting now. What I the fucking fuck? Yeah, I honestly, like, I don't want to be so negative, but, like, I didn't really understand why the last maybe four episodes
0: were big nothing burgers. And then they just, like, shoved so much random shit in this one episode. It was, like... It was like they ran out of time or something. Like it felt so weird.
1: I know. And I felt like we were going to actually have all the answers in In one episode. episode, Because we were getting to a lot of places. Also, the biggest answer or thing that I got from this episode is, Lucy is the villain of the show yes yeah, she, she starts as a protagonist but I think that might be like the twist of the book mm-hmm. is that she is the worst person on the show and you think it's Steven because obviously you think he it's is, Pippa even you think it's yeah Pippa's like okay I don't want to be friends with him but Pippa is my queen and my absolute, and justice for Pippa and my god is Diana like Diana Jackie I, was
0: screaming when they walked down the stairs together we watched together
1: screaming every scene Diana came in last night first at the coffee shop where she's just fucking slaughters them mm-hmm. didn't even have to do anything just showed how fucking loser and Right. oh they you're are. missing
0: out on your trip to india and then you're gonna do literally nothing all summer just so you could you know hope to hang out with your boyfriend who's mean to you oh like cool. loser
1: loser loserville, population you no ambition like what oh fucking- and diana's going to work at a premium law office right and she would have helped steven get there right. and you're helping steven go nowhere even though in his heart of hearts steven wants to better himself right and obviously steven is a psychopath i mean he literally killed macy and left her there for right dead. and um, you you called that I did. He is a very bad person, of course, and so and I love that this that was the last thing Macy said to him. She's
0: like, "You're literally like a bad person," right?
1: And so up until last night's episode, I thought he was the worst person on the show. But the worst person is Lucy, is Lucy because she masquerades as a good person. I think she thinks she's a good person, whereas Stephen, like, I think, knows he's a psychopath. And it's like when the psychopath is scared of you. Mm-hmm. no she's like a
0: horrible friend too horrible. and now i loved him we finally went back to the wedding because we had like so much context
1: and oh, it's when like, she slept with Evan. like oh that was right when, goodbye good goodbye. day i mean i'm glad that it didn't derail him still marrying brie i don't know if brie knows but like it's really inc- inconsequential at this point right and I'll, like she ruined pippa's relationship she ruined wrigley's life mm-hmm. and is lying about it i would never yeah no she's never. diabolical diabolical
0: um she's a terrible friend she's so like self-centered um, and she's so not self-aware because like anyone who has an ounce of self-awareness would like really, it's not really, Steven isn't really hiding the fact that he's not like, he doesn't love her. He's just afraid of her now because he happened to have told, told her this information, which was obviously the biggest regret of his life because he should be with Diane and his life would be back on track and he wouldn't be getting an A
1: minus and not getting an internship for the summer if it weren't for Lucy. Right, and if he doesn't have an internship this summer before his senior year, like getting a job after his senior year will be even harder. His prospects will be smaller and he is already like, starting from behind right you know because he
0: doesn't have like connections like right. everyone else yeah um she's just the worst and like when they
1: walk down the stairs I was like I was shook I thought she was obviously giving him walk in and then hooking up it was me too more of the same but when he just unilaterally decided that like he was fucking done with her right like I'm breaking up with you and I'm not even gonna tell you and in two fucking seconds Diana swoops in and steals her man's back. Like, obviously, I think Diana can do much better. And I'm mm-hmm. glad to see that in the five years later, they're not together. But whatever Diana wants, I want. Okay, I need a spin-off about Diana. Diana, Summer, Diana's life. Tell me Diana. What does Diana think? <laughs> tell Diana lies. I am obsessed with her.
0: Okay, but then, um, I agree. I'm glad it wasn't her who ended up being engaged to Stephen five years later. However, um, I really wish that they had put Lydia in. Lydia is... Lucy's friend from home and when L- Lydia, Lucy called her to like hang out I wish they had just like shown her face and been like oh sorry I can't hang out because when she showed up at the pool and was engaged to Steven I'm like who is this bitch
1: yeah I just they showed her in the in the be- previously. Preview, so she was top of she mind she needed to be in the episode yeah I wonder how those two get together right so now it's
0: like there will be a second season I, I don't imagine it's not being greenlit like everyone is watching the show
1: are you gonna read the book are no you gonna wait now I just I like it like as a TV show. I feel like I won't like the book because it's apparently really different, but I, I literally need to know. Like I actually, please no one spoil it for me, but like I want someone to tell me what the fuck happened.
0: And by the way, we were both under the impression that like Drew died because at the wedding he was like. Yesterday was his brother's birthday. Right, be cool. Don't be so hard on him. Um. So we still don't have any clarity because kind of the whole season I was waiting for Drew to like, like overdose or something because he was so depressed and I, I thought we knew already that he had died
1: right but maybe he's not maybe Maybe he's not maybe him and wrigley just haven't spoken in six years Maybe he's in a coma yesterday was the birthday right and that's hard for wrigley i feel so bad for wrigley like me too he's a p-jom he's like
0: annoying but he's a p-jom lucy
1: and steven ruined his life and he's a good person
0: and really him and pippa even though she like wasn't into him as much as he was into her they were a nice couple
1: they were and even though i don't think she was in love with him like he was with her like she really cares about him Mm -hmm. you know yeah and um, she didn't do the shit that she's being accused of. Like if he wants to be mad at her day. for like hooking up with another girl. Sure. Like, but she's not lying and I just need Lucy to go down. I need her to go down fast. At the swift. end of the
0: day, she's framed, but I don't really think she goes down because if she was like, she wouldn't be invited to this wedding.
1: Right. But we saw in episode one, there is this weird tension between, her and Pippa, and when she pulls up to the wedding, it's like she doesn't want to be there. She didn't even yeah. bring her boyfriend. Like, I do think she's on the outs with the group. And of course, in episode one, I was like, why are all these wenches being, being mean to mean?
0: Lucy? And it's like, oh no, they're probably all like, Lucy has to come.
1: They weren't mean enough. They weren't mean enough.
0: She really is like so stunning. Like, it's insane. She
1: is, but you know, her insides are for me or like, know. I hate that face now because I know. I'm hating this woman. Yeah. Hating. No, I'm hating as well. And like what she put her mom through. And it's like, I think Steven.
0: <gasps> and by the way, I. Tell me one thing her mom did wrong. That she had an affair. It wasn't an affair. Their dad was dying. Right. It's not an affair. Honestly, I'm sure if the dad knew, he would have been like, yeah, please, like, go.
1: No, and she, like, keeps telling the story, and everyone has such a big reaction. I don't
0: think it's that crazy. I
1: don't think it's that crazy
0: no it definitely like would be weird and it would take me a little while to like get over it but five years later I'm telling everybody about it in college like calm down yeah if that's your and she really is like so privileged and I think that's why everyone resents her like she like that's your biggest trauma like my god
1: you know what other people
0: go through in their life right not to like minimize anyone's
1: trauma no but also she's so not driven like she's really just like wasting her time in school like and just Floundering through the whole, failing experience. that class, not getting a summer job, right? Not even going to India, which she talked about all mm-hmm. year. Yeah. Like it's so Losery. diametrically opposed to Diana, my queen.
0: Diana, like ambitious queen, ambitious queen. Diana's gonna be on the Supreme Court. Like I can't wait. Um. So it was a really good show. We do have to wait to see if they get greenlit. So it'll be a while before we find out, which I know is gonna be tough for you.
1: I like. I don't know what to do. I think we're reading the book i guess i'll get to the end but it will it will i I won't enjoy it so i don't know what to
0: do um do you want to do dear toasters or should we move it to tomorrow because i feel like we have nothing to talk about tomorrow oh no actually there's so much tv Beverly hills is tonight and salt lake city all right so let's do dear toasters i was just thinking we're already at an hour but i guess we're going we're going long today all right dear toasters our advice segment where you can write in dear toasters at gmail.com we will always keep your shit anonymous and you could write in about anything that you're going through so let's help our girlies out today what do you say Jax?
1: I say yes I'm still thinking about tell me lies though like it's got me all messed up.
0: Dear beautiful stunning and smart queens I'll make this short my father-in-law got married last year to a woman who's only four years older than my husband and I they not only got married at the same wedding venue as us three years later but now they're expecting a baby the same month that my son was born he'll just have turned one by the time their baby is born and he will have an uncle that is younger than him I'm not sure if I should feel I'm not sure if I should feel offended that this that both my wedding venue and my baby baby's birth month has been taken for me help me sort this out um you're stretching a little bit on the birth month it's like you can't call
1: a month no you can't and I did think at first it was like they are both do at the same time which would be complicated but you know what it's his life and sure the wedding venue thing I guess is like a little weird but really what does it matter yeah like if he's happy and she's you know makes him happy and they have a new family like Let him live life.
0: Yeah. I mean, is she a wench? Like, do you like her on a personal level? Like, or are you just looking for things to dislike? Because with the birthday month. Because on its
1: face, it's like unconventional. Yeah. But.
0: Is she a good girl? Is she a good mom? Is she a good aunt? Is she a a good stepmom? Like, Yeah. It sounds like you maybe just like don't like her. And so you're looking for things like to call her out on. Like, she took my birth month.
1: No. Or that like you think that it should be weird so you're insisting that it is you know but I think that it could be nice no same venue is definitely weird okay maybe it's a small town and there's one big bad venue in town right Maybe one that's the nicest yeah one hall yeah that like is the nicest it's possible but that that I could see like that's not a reach like it's bizarre yeah it's a little bizarre but like as far as him having a younger uncle it treated like a cousin and it's a young (laughs) uncle um (laughs) it's nice for the kids yeah
0: that's true it's unconventional, but like at this point they're married, so you might as well just like lean in and start. It's like a friend, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, y- you can make the most of it if you want to, and I would encourage you to do that because it's life. Life is long.
1: Yeah, and it's family, and it's and family. As long as no one's doing anything like, obviously, like particularly nefarious. Mm-hmm. It's just unconventional, but but convention.
0: Yeah, you say but convention. Buck. Buck Convention, yes. Sounds like a conference that a lot of Bucks go to. (laughs) (laughs) Buck Convention 2022, coming to a town near you. That's funny. Hey Jackson Claude, I have the most beautiful, stunning, and smart friend. She is really unmatched. However, she has now been dating a loser for the past year, and I need some advice on how or if I should say something. She hid this relationship from me and her mom, who she's super close with, for almost four months, and I think she did so because she knew we would disapprove of him right away. And we did. My first experience with him was watching him get into a bar fight in which he was the one in the wrong, and he ended up breaking his hand. So it wasn't just a quick little tiff, it was quite a lot. There were a few other awkward disappointing encounters after that, but my husband encouraged me to give him one more chance because she's so important to me the last chance i gave him ended with him being a drunken immature asshole jumping on top of a stranger's stranger's car going through a drive-thru with people in the car i wanted to die of embarrassment my best friend deserves the world she is so much ahead of her and this guy is really dragging her down it's hard for me to want to defend her in her relationship when people ask me why she's with him i'm scared to say something to her and have her shut me out because in the past she's gotten defensive of little comments i have made but i can't keep watching her waste her time and reputation on him what would you do like it sounds like like there's just some people who, like, m- make bad choices when it comes to romance. And, like, they don't want to be helped. And it's, like, frustrating to be their friend and want to help. But I just feel like you have to let people, like, be miserable on their own. Do you know what I mean? And learn for themselves. Like, I always think, you know, issuing a warning won't just... If I let, saw some guy I was dating get out of his car in a drive through wasted jump on someone's car I would be so mortified because I'm a normal human being right and some people just don't have that receptor so it takes
1: them a really bad something really bad to happen for them to open their eyes like okay I think you say your piece and then you let her make her own choices the only thing is it will inevitably affect your friendship mm-hmm. because if it were me like I don't want to be around that person right. I don't want to be around that guy so I'll hang out with you. We can get our nails done, whatever. But all these like coupley things that we would be doing, we're not going to be doing. And yes, your friendship will be affected, but that is her choosing him over you, which is her choice to make.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And there might come a time where they're no longer together and she'll come crawling back and you're a good friend so you'll let her in. Um, and then this, like, I feel like with people like this, it's just a cycle. Like,
1: Yeah, they have to learn for themselves. There's no telling someone.
0: I know. And it's like, you you then just become the villain by saying something, even right. though you're coming from a genuine POV. Like, you you just become the villain because you're saying something like they don't want to hear. Because you're a
1: naysayer. Right. I think that if you're genuinely concerned, you should say something because you don't, like, yeah, I think that's, your responsibility as a friend to just like, also it starts to plant in her head. Like my friends and my family don't like him. Maybe that's something to think about. As opposed to her thinking everything's fine. Like the
0: next time she gets mad at him, like now she also has in her brain, like, wow, Sarah doesn't approve of him or whatever this girl's name is. Right.
1: So just let her know how you feel. And then you've got to step away and- let the chips fall where they may. Right, like at some point, like we're not in college anymore. Like we're all growing up. Like you have a marriage. Like you need to take care of your marriage. You can't be like
0: fixing her relationship. It's her life and it's her choices and it's her mistakes to make. Yeah. All right. Third and final is a little bit lighter. Hello, Jackson Claude. Hope you're having a great week together. Let's get into it.
1: I think we are having a great week. Fabulous.
0: We're going to the grocery store after this. I can't wait. I'm getting married this summer to the most amazing man. He's got everything. Kind, humble. He's the most loving partner I could ask for. He also has an interesting mustache handlebars literal twists on the side of his face that he just thinks are hysterical mostly I just deal with this odd choice and cringe when strangers compliment it but I'm really not thrilled with the idea that he will that he will have this punchline on his face for our wedding I mean those pictures last forever any reasoning I used to try to convince him to shave them off is met with but I've never felt more me what is a girl supposed to say to that any advice on how to lovingly steer him in a different direction from a lucky in love except for the mustache
1: Maybe it's just me, but like I only care what I look like in the pictures. It's such
0: a good point. Like I don't
1: even look at the other persons in the pictures when it's like my wedding pictures. No,
0: I mean I've looked at my wedding pictures a thousand times, and if you had told me like Tom Selleck was standing next to me, I'd believe you because I've never looked at Ben.
1: Right, and it's like, and then eventually when they're hanging on the wall one day, like only he's gonna have. <gasps> I have regret. an idea. Photoshop.
0: No, I have an idea. Is it to Photoshop? The no, pictures? I have an idea. I have oh. the idea. Okay. It's such a long day. What do you wake up at six to start taking photos? Once you guys are dressed, do a ton of photos with the mustache. Then shave it before the wedding and take more pictures.
1: That's a good idea. I don't think for him, it's not that he wants photos with his mustache, just that he wants to be a mustachioed man.
0: Bring my idea up to him.
1: Like for real. Sure. That's a good idea. So it's hard to relate because I don't know how much this would bother me.
0: Oh, it would bother me. Like, you know, Ben and his facial hair. Remember during the pandemic when he had a beard? Yeah, like yeah. And, and now I look back and I hated it then and I look back and I fucking hate it. So then
1: what would you do?
0: See, the thing with me is like, I'm a bitch naggy wife and like, I get what I want. And this winter break, I want Jordan. So like, I I would get my way because I'm a bull vaughn. Like, you know what I do? I take the razor and like cut a thing, like a piece of the beard off. So he'd have to, to like, I put him in a position where he looked more stupid with it on. Like, take a pair of scissors when he's sleeping and cut off one of the handlebars. He can't go one handlebar.
1: So I'll be like, all right, I guess I'll just shave the whole thing. But is that a way to, like, start a marriage? What if he, like, was like, oh, you're crazy?
0: Well, I don't think a way to start a marriage is a husband not listening to a wife, so now we're even.
1: But it's his body, his choice. No, it's not. It's not.
0: No. When you get married, it's not your body. (laughs) Only for the man, though. Like, my body, my choice. Ben's body, my choice.
1: Okay. But they're not married yet. Even when we were engaged. It was your choice. It's my body. But you didn't do anything about the beard in the pandemic.
0: I mean it was so hard to like scrounge up an ounce of like give a shit during the pandemic, like about anything. I didn't care about anything enough in the pandemic to do anything. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. 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 Like it was just, it was giving low energy. Yeah, I you feel know? you. Okay. So I was keep working it, you know, yeah. keep dropping hints.
0: Yeah. You could be aggressive as Claudia has said. I gave two good ideas. Either chop one of the handlebars off or have him agree to shave it for the wedding, but you'll get a ton of pictures before with it on.
1: Yeah. That's a, that's a good compromise. I would, My advice would be try and make peace with it. You know? It's weird. Yeah. I mean, it's not for me. No. And it's like, but didn't you have it when you guys met?
0: Yeah. What is the genesis of the mustache? That's what I want to know.
1: Yeah. Best of luck. Do what, out of all these options, do the one that feels most in tune with you. I feel like the one shaving at the day of the wedding after
0: pictures is probably the best one. That's like, that's called compromise. This is a wedding. Like people have to compromise in a marriage. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so thank you to everyone who wrote in, toasters at gmail.com. Every Wednesday we will read your quandaries on air and we will do our best to help you and keep them anonymous, of course, so don't worry about that. That is our show. Thank you so much for listening to The Toast, the millennial morning show where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching us on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, Castbox, all the places so where we listen to podcasts. Find us at The Morning Toast. Leave a five star.
1: <laughs> you sound like um, what is that? Ugh, I don't know. You leave stuff. a five star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. Goodbye. Have we'll a great day, love guys. Ya. Love you. Bye.